the masters of science have shown a great light on us all. I envy the path of your shadow that offers a wondrous call where promises lead us to ruin. A kiss can drive you to your grave. We leap off the edge of tomorrow. One of the primary things that I want to make sure of is that we introduce the concept of what too stupid to know that I can't is, mm-hmm. which really boils down to the Dixon pedal. Why can't we? That's, yeah. I mean, if, even if it's a gimmick, I mean, you and I, I mean, you've been in marketing a lot more longer than me, but we've all seen gimmicks. Tons of, and like, especially in, in, in instruments, like as a guitar player for a long time, I could tell you there is some stupid, useless stuff out there and people are buying the shit out of it. Like what? Give me an example. Okay, so um, you have some, it's like, I'll say promotional guitars that are shaped like a tiny little ball of fire, for like a Zippo lighter, where it's like, it's just a flame, but it's a shape that you can't actually play it. There's no way to hold the, the guitar. <laughs> um, tons of stuff like that. I mean, I know you've seen, there's got to be drum gimmicks. Well, no. Like, okay, what would you consider a drum gimmick? Uh, a drum gimmick, uh, a tuning key with a flashlight on it. They make those. I know they make those, but I was just trying to think, like, because you want to combine something kind of useful with something that you don't, uh, that you will never use. Ooh. So, like, a flashlight you'll use, but you won't really use a flashlight on the drum key. You'll think it's cool for about six seconds, and then you'll forget about it and never change batteries. So, kind of like Japanese Shindogu? I don't know what that is. You really? I, I it's a new word for me. Some Japanese shindugo. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the spelling, and I'm a couple whiskeys in. It's all right. So I probably won't remember it well. It's all right. Is the concept of that's a great idea, but in execution is probably going to suck. This so is if a you good it, word I need in my vocabulary. <clears throat> if you should you so you have a keyboard in front of you. Yes. You should absolutely look it up. Because you'll giggle at the whole concept of Shindogu. Shindogu. They have books on it. It's hysterical. Like light switches that have bigger paddles. So if you've got your arms loaded up, you can just, you have a bigger switch to hit. So basically, so anything that you would buy on television after 11 o'clock. Worse. Because like, I remember seeing a thing for, uh, uh, on late night television for Postman. It was a plastic sleeve. So that your hand didn't get wet as you leaned out to put letters in the mailbox. They were $9.99 each. And if you bought one now, then you came with two, but you didn't need the other one because you're only putting one arm out the thing. So, yeah. <laughs> Remember seeing that? That's kind of Shindogu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm like, that's kind of neat that I'll never use. Or uh, there was, I think, I've got a book at home on Shindogu. There was like a umbrella that had whole string of cameras around it so you could walk through the city while it's raining taking pictures see now you just opened up an entire plethora of shindogu didn't you no no, no I, I realized like it get, it auto corrected me wrong and then i'm like oh no no <laughs> i saw that so i'm like oh okay so it's like butter in glue stick fashion yes yes right, shindogu right. <laughs> tiny little umbrellas that fit on your heels so as your shoes stay dry, a fan, an electric fan that's attached to your wrist, so that as you're picking up noodles with your chopsticks, it cools, it cools it. the noodles. Oh, oh, a rubber, a rubber hand to hold the vegetables when you're cutting, so that you don't cut, cut your, your fingers, fingers. You cut the other finger. This helmet with a suction cup, so that you don't fall forward if you fall asleep standing up. The tie with a tool kit sewn into the back of it. There's a there's a suction cup that attaches to the top of the train with a handle, so you can put your handle anywhere while you're on the subway. That one's kind of actually ingenious. Okay, I don't, there's humane fly swatter. It has a, like a hole in it. <laughs> there's glasses with funnels so that you can put eye drops in. on. The solar-powered flashlight. Oh, I love these shoes where one shoe has a brush and the other one has a dustpan. Yep, that way you can sweep while you... There's oh. lights. There's lights on other ones. So oh, you can see we, got a, we have a helmet that dispenses uh, toilet paper so that you can continually blow your nose. Rubber socks that look like feet with painted toenails. Oh, this is brilliant. Shindogu. This is... this. Okay, there's like a finger condom with a brush on it. 
for you to like brush your teeth with your finger. Mm-hmm. The solar powered flashlight is 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 wonderful. Because <laughs> I mean, like we've, I mean, it, but it makes sense. So, like you think about it, like I've had flashlights that I had to plug into the wall and leave plugged into the wall to charge. That's when you like you just leave it in the window, or, like, <laughs> and it charges up. Um, Before you go too far, this literally is the essence of. I'm too stupid to know that I can't. There's a there's a there's a lipstick, a mask you put on that's a stencil for yep. you. So you just put, <laughs> you're not even paying just attention. You're just on. smearing it, and then you pull the stencil away. It's amazing. Yeah, this is amazing. Welcome to Shindogu. This an umbrella tie, so you don't get food on your tie. It's even like, though that's like, what it's this like tie. A little, no, it like detaches. It's a clip-on tie that detaches and becomes an umbrella. I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's... Yeah, look, see? Look. Umbrella tie. Oh, Jesus. Oh, this is amazing. Yes, okay. Shindogu is... Is... <laughs> is a thing now that I'm gonna... Oh, to help yourself, like, eat less. It's a little half a bowl with a mirror so you feel like you have more food. <laughs> half a bowl. There you go. Oh, yes, this is grand. But this does tie into the concept of... This mm-hmm. podcast, I'm too stupid to know that I can't, is truly exemplified by the concept of Shindogu. You don't know you can't do something until you do it. Fair? Fair. What inspired to this podcast was all of those things and more. Fair? Fair. We could talk about fitness. We could talk about drumming, which is going to be a bunch of it. There might be some sales, some marketing maybe some inspirational stuff. There could be things on how to not pick your nose in public when you're talking to clients, because I think that's a really important that's skill set. You, yeah, I would agree with that. But the sad part is, you, you walk in into any retail store and there's gonna be people that unfortunately have terrible habits because they have terrible training. Mm-hmm. So, that's something we've talked about before, is, 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 is the problem is always down to training. People are not inherently bad, they're just not taught to not be inherently bad. Absolutely. They're not bad on purpose. They're bad out of like neglect and they're just other reasons. (laughs) Probably a litany of other reasons, but we'll just go with the ones that we can't name. Dalton, as a guitar player in Larkin and a drummer in The Shame, Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you see from your side of the stage that you just can't believe sometimes? Like just an example. This is kind of, uh, so on the spot. So things that I look at, I'm just like, is this really happening? Yeah. Um, I saw professional girlfriends at a metal show one time. Please define. So that, that's the only the only thing that. So uh, there's at the show was in Tulsa with a, with a bunch of other bands. I wasn't playing at this one, but I was going to support my friend's band. There was a bunch of metal bands playing that night, and one of them was really awful. I'm not going to say who it was, but it was really Just awful. Don't. We, we don't have to. No, I'm not going to say who it was. I thought they were really boring and, and terrible, but they had the most <laughs> hype of any band. So they had a huge 10 by 10 foot banner. They had fog machines. And, and this is not like flav. a local, this is like a small local show at a bar. They, they had, had fog machines. And the, the band was only three people, a drummer, a guitar player, and a singer. And they set up everything on stage and then on stage like hid for their intro. And then like start the guy, the guitar player went and like looked around and like kneeled like behind his guitar amp, started playing, then jumped out like, ah, <laughs> I'm entered the stage now, but he never left the stage. And we're all standing there like watching the ridiculous going. And there was uh, two women that were far too attractive to be with any of these dudes that were like wearing shirts with the band names on them that matched. They're wearing like painted on jeans, knee high, spike heeled, almost fetish boots. And we're pushing people aside, like almost like they're filming a music video at the time. The the joke was is like these these women are way too attractive to be with any of these dudes. They are hired. They have to be hired. And then running around like like move, making people move so they can get the the perfect photo during the guitar solo on their iPhone. And you watch this? Oh, we watched this like just from like sitting at a table in the back, almost laughing. Trying not to laugh, um, there was a bar that opened one time Larkin was playing. There was a bar that opened for like a week and then shut down for some financial shenanigans. Um, the owners of this bar owned a strip of, or a chain, strip, poor pun, a chain of strip clubs in Texas. And when the bar opened and they had Larkin playing, they didn't 
not a lot of people showed up because they had it on like a Thursday night and they didn't advertise it very well. So suddenly, like in about five minutes, there went from 20 people in the bar that was huge, huge place to like four times that. And it was all people in clear heels. And it was all, suddenly there was 65 Filipino women in clear heels there like immediately. And it was all the girls he brought in from his dance clubs in Texas to try to make the place look more appealing from people passing by on the street it was full of Filipino prostitutes. That's unsettling. Mm-hmm. So that's you... some crazy stuff I've seen. And I was elbowing my girlfriend, who's my wife, and we just went there, I'm like, look, that's a Filipino prostitute. And she's like, dude, this is like our fourth date. What is going on? I'm like, no, 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 look. look, look. I'm like, look, those are clear heels. Those are, I can spot clear heels all the way from here. Those are clear heels. With fish in them. I, I looked for fish. I didn't see any. There may have been some girl there. Um, honestly, if there was clear heels with fish in them, I, th- I think I'd wear them at a show just, just for one, just to get the crazy reaction. You need, I play in a punk band, so I'm like, can I play guitar in like one song so people can see my, the, with the fish? Sweet. That's amazing. I, I would, just, just to get the, the, the reaction. <laughs> and just to get the reaction, I think it would be fun. Unbeknownst to you, I started recording a while ago. I'm, I'm glad. I was hoping you did. Yeah. And uh, this is the kind of banter that you're going to expect on Too Stupid to Know That I Can't, which is the podcast you're listening to now. I'm Roger, and I own the drum shop in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Dalton is family member of the drum shop and very good friend, who is also not only a drummer in a punk band called The Shame, but is also a guitar player in, in shall we say, an would it be a traditional Irish band? No, it would be an Irish rock band, an Just original a, Irish rock band. So an original Irish rock band called Larkin. This is the official opening of Too Stupid to Know That I Can't. The inspiration for this first episode came from a conversation that we had today on April Fool's Day based on one of the drum shop's vendors' fantastic I, come on, you can't shake your head. It, it was, was no, it was wonderful. I'm saying it was brilliant. It I was, want it to exist. It was a genius April Fool's joke, and we're gonna try and find the video link and post it in the comment section because it was absolutely genius. Dixon is a drum manufacturer and a hardware manufacturer that a couple of years ago released a pedal called the Precision Coil, which was an amazing idea that had its fair share of hiccups. But it being April Fool's Day, they released a version that was capable of being a USB charger for your devices. And if you spent the extra money, you could have one that was wirelessly charging your devices. Honestly, it was a game changer. As a retailer of drum products, I believe if that drum pedal existed, it would be the number one pedal. I don't know of a single drummer that is not constantly looking for a place to charge their devices. And as Dalton so eloquently put it this afternoon, his statement was, If in 50 years ago we could take two dudes and strap them to the top of a repurposed ICBM rocket and launch it to another planet, walk around, pick up some stuff, and then come back with less computing power than an iPhone by thousands <laughs> of, of, of grades. What, um, why can't they make the pedal actually charge my phone? Like, really just teasing me here. Like, look what we can do, but we won't. And, and honestly, I got to say the same thing. I looked at that and there was a brief moment where I was like, way to go, Jim Uting. Like, if you could pull this off, it'd be huge. I mean, it wouldn't be hard if you think about just general, it's, you have the, the, there's motion, so there's, you can put a copper wire and a magnet, and you have an electric motor. It's, they make a little, I can buy a flashlight that I have to crank to turn on. (laughs) My foot's moving, why can't I just, the the technology exists, they just haven't bolted it to a pedal yet. You can buy it on, right now on Amazon. Fair enough. So, CE, who is the general manager of the drum shop, we started talking about it today after you left. Okay. There, there's a couple different sides to this. A, we'd have to have a dynamo as a way to store that energy. Audi kind of nailed it. In the Le Mans 24-hour race, the Audi R18 is probably mm-hmm. one of the most winning vehicles ever entered into that race. 
I thought dynamos are kind of old technology. The R18 in particular mm -hmm. is an electric diesel race car. Okay. What they did was, and I'm stupid, flat out, I'm going to admit, the way they did it was that as the car decelerated and braked, it was storing all the energy in its electrical systems. So when the car exited the corner, not only did it use the turbos, but it used the stored electric energy to power the vehicle back out of the corner and into the straightaway. Okay, that's really cool. In the same vein, the precision coil using that kind of coil over spring would have to figure out a way to store the energy, be able to transfer it to the USB chargers mm -hmm. to be able to charge the device. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that the technology already exists. But how do we applicate? How do we how do we apply it? That I, I would have to sit down and think about it and draw <laughs> it. But I'm just saying, look, I, I can buy a flashlight that I have to crank up in a circle, then turn on. I've seen like on because we also like the the Facebook ads. I've got like Facebook ads for like buy this super survival thing to keep in your car, and it'll jump my dead battery, and I have a little pump on it, right, to pump it ten times, and that creates enough energy to start my dead battery in my car. The, so let's say the technology what? exists. Yeah, like I said, the technology exists. Wait, it's a real thing. Hang on, go back. You get a Facebook ad for something that you can. Yeah, it's about it's just, yeah, it's a little yellow box that has like a you know radio and a flashlight on it. It's like sold as like a camping or emergency thing, and it has enough juice to jump a dead battery. And it has just like a little like a bicycle piston pump is how you you have you have to do it like ten times, and then you hook it up to your dead car battery. And if it doesn't work, you pump it up again. Do it costs need, about seventy five <clears throat> bucks. We need to find a link for that. Okay, yeah, no, I can find a link. For that. I mean, because I, uh, I saw that and I looked at it on Amazon and was like. One of those, like, don't drink in Amazon Prime. Like, <laughs> maybe, I like, do, you know, I go camping once every, like, eight years. Yep. I'll use it, I'll lose it, and then, <laughs> you know, never actually use the thing. But it, it seemed, well, it seemed, like, really cool in the moment. But it's like, so the technology exists, we just have to attach it to a drum pedal. But I think it'll still be just kind of a gimmick. But it'll, it'll be a fun one, though. But you had a fantastic statement that truly inspired everything that we're talking about this evening. And I, and I really want you to kind of reiterate that point because it was, I, I'm old and I remember the space program, but I'm not smart enough to understand everything that went on with it. But your statement today was fantastic. So and I'm, you're quickly trying to scroll through Facebook. Like, <laughs> what was I talking about? <laughs> you comment on stuff and it doesn't show up on your wall again. <laughs> God, come on, Zuckerberg, get your shit together. Sell my data back to me, at least. <laughs> no. At least let me, you know, it's my data. At least let me have, like, you know, use for it. Nope. <laughs> he owns it. It's my data. I just want to see it. Your, let's go back to your comment of, we sent a person to moon to the moon with less computing power than what? With, with less computing power than a, than a, I think I put, like, an iPhone, but, like, than a calculator. Think about that for a brief moment. If if you're listening to this right now, look in your house for a $5 calculator. Oh yeah, here it is, I, 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 found, I found it. Okay. I found the post, it says, it says we, and then in quotes, humans, because I want to include you know, all of us, this is a, a global success here. We can go to another planet with less technology and, cuting, and uh, less technology and computing power than a graphing calculator, why isn't this real? So we looked up what a graphing calculator can actually do, and I looked up what the uh, Apollo 11 computing power actually was. Okay, what was the, what was the Apollo 11? Wait, <clears throat> now, there's going to be people listening to this that have no idea what Apollo 11 was. It was Explain a what, movie? Uh, the no, Tom Hanks not the movie. Okay. Not the movie. Uh, Let, let's, so let's be fair. Yeah. What is Apollo 11? <clears throat> Apollo 11 was the first manned space flight to the moon. It was the first time a man-made vehicle left Earth and landed on the moon and it brought people with it and then it brought them back again. But they walked. They, they walked left, around. Yeah, they, they took walked samples, around. planted a flag. Mm -hmm. Even though there are conspiracy theorists that say that never happened. I, I love conspiracy theories. I don't, I don't even want to challenge them and argue with them. I just want them to regale me. <laughs> 
Seriously, if you if you've got a good conspiracy theory, I I love it. I want to hear it. I won't I won't even argue with you. I'm just gonna go. Tell Keep me going. More. Tell me more. I want to <laughs> hear. Going. it. I love conspiracy theories. <clears throat> but we landed on the we we sent men. Mm-hmm. Two yep. two jack wagons yep. that were just dumb enough to go. Yeah, put me in a fucking missile. And Send me into outer space to land on a rock. Yes. In in a suit that we don't know is actually going to work. That's, well, I mean, they, they knew it would work in space. Because like they, they'd work because you had um, Yuri, Yuri Gagarin from Russia that, that like did the first spacewalk. Where he just went outside of the ship. Yeah. And then they had tested it on, um, I can't remember the famous dog's name. There's a, there's a statue to it. Russia had already like sorted out all of the hard work, and then we just had to catch Steal up. Steal it. Yeah, we had to borrow. Stole. Yeah. I I mean, mean, it's like an alternate version of it. It's like there's like cosmonauts were astronauts, so they used the Greek word, so we had to use the Latin word that meant the same thing. But we stole all the technology. I wasn't there. 1969 was like... The year 3000 to me. That I'm not going to be there. I was a year old. We stole that technology. Like, legitimately. Like, we confiscated someone else from another country and said, come across yeah, the water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the, like, the, the, the rocket scientists from, like, Germany after World War II, we, like, kidnapped von Braun and all, all those guys. It was like, welcome to the United States. You're Americans now. <laughs> this is where you live. This is where you can't go. You're going to work for us now. <laughs> Forever. <Isn't>, yes. <laughs> In thinking about that for a brief moment, we sent men strapped to a missile. Mm -hmm. A repurposed ICBM, basically. And what was it? Intercontinental Ballistic Ballistic Missile. missile. Yeah, essentially just a repurposed one. To another rock. Mm -hmm. How many miles away was... Uh, The moon... As you tap away. 2,000... Sorry, uh, 238,900 miles. If we were to divide that by the distance between L.A. to New York to just give an understanding, how far is that? How many times would we have to travel from L.A. to New York? Trusty phone calculator here. So 238900, and then L.A. to... New York is... 3,100? Or 3,000 and something? Uh, 227 dollars if you fly United. Um, <laughs> How much if you fly United? 237 dollars. They're liars! Alright, um, 2,700, so more, so A this is... A thousand two, times. 200,000, over 200,000 miles to the moon. So we do two, so, so divided by uh, uh, 2789 equals um, a thousand times. Let's, most of them is 80, it goes into it 85.7. So we have to travel from Los Angeles to New York 88 times mm-hmm. before we reach the moon. Basically. On one plane ride. Mm-hmm. With, One trip. With no booze and probably minimal food at best. Mm-hmm. Recycling your air, recycling your pee. Recycling. Everything. Mm-hmm. You might have some dehydrated bullshit. Uh, if you're lucky. In a, in a compartment that is smaller than most people's vehicles. I, uh, yes. But yet, we cannot make a drum pedal for drummers that has a USB charger. I mean, as much as I, I think, I mean, it's obvious. The device can be made. Would enough people buy it is probably, in this, in this day and age, but that's, that's how cool is your idea is how marketable. What's the marketability of, of, of the product, which brings us back to... Um, our, our our whole topic of Japanese Shindogu Shindogu. It's <laughs> looking at Japanese Shindogu. It's it's an umbrella just for your shoes. But if you if you're a woman, 
and you buy $500 heels, right? And you're on your way to your meeting and you're going to you can't wait for that other chick that you hate in the office to see that you've got better shoes than her and you just got off you just got out of the cab and it's raining. Oh my god. That's These $500 shoes are about to get soggy. That's not good. Suddenly little umbrellas are brilliant. That's the best invention ever. Ever. <laughs> but you're not going to buy it. Like maybe you're not you I wait a minute. Nobody's going to I don't I don't know that anybody's going to buy this. I would bet money. You know, at least there's there's at least one or two. You might sell it to like a I feel like that's the kind of thing you'd go around and peddle at like an old folks home because they've got like disposable income and you could sell them this useless stuff like that. So I you're think. saying old people are gullible? I, I'm saying that they're taken you... advantage of. I'm saying that they're regularly taken advantage of and because of how often they are taken advantage of that you have whole marketing policies and plans that go into place to target that. To swindle. I will accept that terminology. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I will accept that. <laughs> In some cases, yes. I mean, all of us, I mean... There's always somebody wanting to scam somebody. I, I still saved it on my phone where I got the robot call about the cops are going to come get me because I owe the IRS $10,000. Oh, my God. And it's like the Mac voice. The There are many charges pressed against your name. You will be taken into custody by the local cops. And it's like, the local cops? Oh, no. <laughs> so, I mean, there's always somebody trying to swindle somebody. When we look at the application of what is useful, let's say for a drummer, for a cyclist, for anybody on a day-to-day -day basis, is it that the propagandists are so good now that we can't tell the difference between what we need and what we are convinced that we want? Admittedly, I've been in marketing for decades. My job is a propagandist. I'm a salesman. Mm -hmm. I've been hustling since I was 11. I get it. Where is that line of this product makes sense, this one's just a Shindogu. Um, what time of day it's for sale on TV? I mean, I mean, really, I mean, nobody, you're, you're not going to find a, much in the way of Shindogu, like, at Target, but you're going to find it at 3 a.m. on public access. I don't know, I've seen some shit at Target that I can't believe was there. But I mean, the, the, you're going to see more of it. You're going to yeah. see, like we talked about earlier, a plastic sleeve for the postman so that his wrist doesn't get wet when he puts when he has to lean out of the, his cart to put the letter in the mailbox. And like I live in an old neighborhood where all the mailboxes are mounted like at the front door, so my my mailman's walking no matter what the weather is. Or um, uh, there was I remember seeing a product called the the. I can't remember the name of it. It was a baseball cap that fit over your steering wheel that was made of just one layer of nylon. It was called like the steering buddy or something. And you fit it over your steering wheel. It looked like a little baseball cap and it kept your steering wheel from getting hot when you left in the parking lot on a sunny day. So like a windshield visor, but this just kept your steering wheel from getting hot allegedly. But when you just lay a piece of nylon over something, that doesn't really have anything to do with heat transfer, but they got 10 bucks a piece out of them. It's always elderly people in the ads going, my hands aren't hot when I get back in the car after going to the mall for my morning walk with my friends. Which goes back to, and I hate using this statement, but it's true, there's a sucker born every minute. And a whole industry meant to separate him from his money. Admittedly, I think that's, that's one of the things at the drum shop that we really try to prevent. I mean, as a retailer, we actively try to get away from, wow, that's a really shitty idea. This makes more sense. This makes more practical sense for your application. It makes it challenging to kind of sort through the YouTube chaos of all these random products. Uh, YouTube is where, like, I've heard the, the term YouTube is where discourse goes to die. And I still agree with that, but I think YouTube is just where, like, intelligence goes to die. <laughs> this is where... You were talking about conspiracy theories. Yeah, just just roll through some of the conspiracy theories on YouTube. You'll, uh, Earthing's one of my favorites. Your body's running out of electrons, and you need to get some more. I'm sorry. What? So, you, the idea behind this one is... The reason you wake up feeling tired 
or had a bad day at work or anything in your situation at any given moment that makes you feel less than happy and excited is a depletion of your electrons. So it's, we're all made of atoms, atoms have a nucleus, surrounded by electrons. The number of nuclei and electrons kind of determine whether it's this gold or people, right? So that's like where it's placed on the periodic channel. So that's where right. our electrons are. Okay, so stop. So let's preface this. You are an educated and trained registered nurse. Registered nurse. So you have medical knowledge. I, I'm, I'm, uh, yes, I'm a nurse. Okay, but I will give you credit to you're probably more educated than most average or everyday nurses. What? It depends on the time. I just like conspiracy theories. Okay, but I'm going somewhere with this because okay. there needs to be a little bit of background as to who you are and why okay. you have these concepts. So, you're a nurse, mm -hmm. but you really love learning. I, I, I like knowing what people think and why they think it. Right okay. or wrong, I want to know what you think. I want to know why you think that. Which means you can have an intelligent conversation without casting aspersions or throwing stones at people. I have no interest in throwing stones at people. I mean, my goal uh, is is to know is to believe as many true things as possible and as few false things as possible. And just because maybe I didn't think or I thought of it doesn't make it right, or I didn't think of it doesn't make it wrong. It's I want to hear what you think. Okay, Whatever we're talking about. So now, as we move forward into this conversation, please continue. So, earthing is is the 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 idea that the reason you're feeling this of uh, it tired or sad or hungry or full or whatever ails you at the moment is the marketing on this is because your body has lost electrons they've drifted away into the ether and walking around with your shoes with your leather and rubber soles prevents you from having contact with the earth which the sales pitch goes if you were to touch walk around like in the grass barefoot then you'll absorb new electrons from that and they sell this pitch on saying well you know remember when you were a kid and you'd walk around your front yard like barefoot you always had fun and you were giddy and happy with that but that's a lot because you were playing in the yard as a kid and most of us we were kids we went and played in the front yard with our friends uh we were having fun so yes we were we were happier in that moment so when I, I think about like my childhood, like, okay, going out in the front yard and playing with my friends, if I didn't have any shoes on, whatever, yeah, we were having fun. And now I'm an adult and I work 50 hours a week and I'm tired and I wear shoes all the time. So, oh, that must be the issue. Got to get rid of these shoes. But walking around with shoes on or with shoe, without shoes is not acceptable. You can't go into Quick Trip and get a hot dog. You have broken glass everywhere. So you can buy shoe inserts that have a little copper wire sticking out of them and touches the ground so you're grounded now to get the electrons. You can buy pillowcases on Amazon that plug into the wall but only have a metal ground wire and plastic on the other on the top too so that you're not actually connecting to electricity but you're grounding as you're sleeping. You can buy sheets that do the same thing and mats to put at your desk so that you stay grounded to it boost your mood and it's just nothing there's there's no there's nothing to support this claim but people buy it now <laughs> which which sadly leads me to the next question okay as a medical professional mm -hmm. can we physically lose electrons based on your based on your education and your experience can we as physical sentient beings lose electrons no. Elect well, that's when an atom loses the number of electrons that it has, it becomes a different thing. The number of electrons the number and the number of uh, protons and neutrons in the nucleus is tells us this is an atom of what it is. That gives it its atomic weight, its location on the periodic scale, and all that other stuff. And if we just start vacuuming away atoms, or so we start vacuuming away electrons, that changes the property of that atom. So how about, let's take a simple example. Give us a simple example. Um, okay, so water. Okay. Um, Which is? We have H2O, so two atoms of hydrogen and one atom of oxygen. Okay. So their electrons are what hold them together. They okay. don't, oxygen doesn't lose electrons bonding to hydrogen okay but if you take 
electrons away from oxygen become stable. So oxygen, I believe, has, is, uh, has a nucleus with two electrons. Hydrogen has a nucleus with one electron. So we have two different things. They're different. Their electrons are different. So if we took oxygen and we took away its electrons, it would cease being oxygen and it would become hydrogen. So really, An organic chemist will probably say I've gotten a few details wrong. <laughs> so, again, I'm not an organic chemist. But, but, we're, but we're getting the general... But essentially, that those factors in an atom tell us what this is an atom of. So really what you're saying is... Bullshit. Yes. That's why I just... I like to say, well, I, you can't prove a negative... You can only say there's no evidence to support the hypothesis. So there's nothing to support the claim that earthing is real, but there are probably thousands of people that would be happy to tell me, well, I started earthing and I feel better. I started doing this and my mood improved. And if it works for you, like I tell everybody, do it. Just don't give them too much of your money. So I'm going to pull probably one of my favorite scenes out of a movie right now. Okay. Because I think it's absolutely apropos, and I'm not going to edit it. Okay. And I'm going to let it fly, because right. it's hysterical. What, is, what are we watching here? What is this? Oh, I know what this is. This is the best scene. Gladiator. Did you kill last week? No. Did you try to kill last week? Yeah. Now listen, this is your last week of unemployment insurance. Either you kill somebody next week or we're going to have to change your status. You got it? Yeah. Sign here. Next. Occupation. Stand up philosopher. What? Stand up philosopher. I coalesce the vapor of human experience into a viable and logical comprehension. Oh, a bullshit artist. Did you bullshit last week? No. Did you try to bullshit last week? Yes. Comicus, Comicus, Comicus. Back in the line, back in the line. He's not in line, he's not in line, he's my agent, Swiftus. Good news, I just got you a job. Now that you're working, you won't be needing this. Wait a minute. That money is mine. I'm sorry. I'm on my wine break. So, <clears throat> really what you're saying is, a lot of these concepts that are possibly Shindogu in their own invention are really just bullshit scams to take advantage of people. I, it's not, yeah, I would agree. It's not really Shindogu. It's, they're, they're taking advantage of, what's the word I want to use? There's kind of a, a public mindset when it comes to a lot of treatment of illness. There's a public mindset of pills are bad, medication, you know, I don't need pharmaceuticals, I don't need drugs, I need natural treatments, which like, well, do you know where aspirin comes from? It comes from willow tree bark. What? That's where, yeah, the bark of willow tree is the chemical that we make aspirin out of. Really? That we don't make anything new. We take what already exists and we try to pull out the best properties of it. Okay. Well, there goes a thing, uh, we also say, like, the, the poison's in the dose. So just because something is harmful at a high dose, it's therapeutic at a lower dose. So we take Tylenol. I took Tylenol today for a headache. If I take enough Tylenol, my liver turns off. If I take a little bit of Tylenol, my headache goes away. So, wait, so wait, they, wait, wait, hang on, go back, go back to this statement. Okay, so take a medication like Tylenol. We all have it it's in our cabinet. There is a safe dose and a dangerous dose of Tylenol. Um, more than 4,000 milligrams of Tylenol in a 24-hour period will harm your liver to the point that you won't have much of a liver anymore. People die of Tylenol overdoses. So an average pill of Tylenol, what does that normally equate uh, to? An extra strength Tylenol should be 500 milligrams. So eight Tylenol pills in a 24-hour period can stop your liver from, func from functioning. Can cause exceptional non-reversible damage. 
Holy shit. Already good. But if you take two extra string Tylenol, it says take every eight hours. You follow directions. You're never going to come close to that threshold. You're going to be fine. Your headache's going to go away. Or your back pain's going to go away. Wow. Or you'll get, you'll get stories of like drugs like... Uh, uh, we do have an issue with overprescribing of pain medication, and those little issues have caused this kind of fear, if you will, of oh, we don't we don't take pills. We don't we don't want to take pills. We're gonna find something else. So that's where oh, you know, don't take your depression medication. Go walk around outside, and you'll feel better. So earthing. So yeah, so like so that's what's where people market things like earthing and and other such ideas. The only problem is there are people who say for like say people who don't want to sell earthing as like for depression depression we can measure we can do a blood test and measure the chemical imbalance that's causing your depression really we can measure how much serotonin you have that's why the most popular um or most well used um antidepressants are called ssri selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors you have an excess of serotonin you get depressed. Any emotion that you feel is a chemical reaction in your brain. That's not always a choice. You can't control these chemicals all the time. And some people who do struggle with actual depression and mental illness, they're not controlling these chemical reactions that are taking place. So we give them medication that will control the chemical reaction that they are on, that's not functioning appropriately for them. So in effect, curb feelers on your shoes are not going to do anything for you. It's like a wallet extraction tool, but it will take money away. Wow, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's a wallet extractor. But there are people. There are people who try it, generally feel better. Um, but would that be more placebo? That I would say that would be more placebo. But the the issue you come to that is, and this is where I'll grant I'll grant a lot of the the people that pitch this stuff. This one caveat is. I do agree with the idea that some stuff that there's there's no reason to believe it, then there's no reason to test it. We'll say that it has never been tested, so you haven't proved you haven't conclusively shown that there's no evidence. So they also feel that they're too stupid to know that they can't, so they're going to pitch it and see what happens. It's you get a lot of people's like personal biases, and they want to inflict those biases on others. But some people it extends far beyond Yelp. That's a fantastic analogy. I mean, that, that's, that's what Yelp is. That's where you go to complain when you've got a bad steak. <laughs> and I wish for people, most people, that's what Yelp is. But I wish people would use it for good as well. I try, I try to go out of my way to post good, to remind myself to post positive reviews on Yelp. It just... It goes back to that one person that's happy isn't the same as ten people that are pissed. I would say, and vice versa. Yeah, like we we strive. Like here at the drum shop, we strive to make sure that everybody leaves with a great experience, mm -hmm. to the best of our ability. And we may fall short in some areas, but there are others that we really try to make up for that. And it's challenging. It's challenging at best because we can never be everything to everybody, mm -hmm. and we understand that. Uh, as a retailer, I believe our job is to meet or exceed perceived expectations. Uh, what's the, the adage of uh, um, under-promise and over-perform or something to that effect? Very close. So, I'm uh, yes. under-promise and over-deliver? Absolutely. I, I, I re we, as a shop, we try very hard to say that's a four to six month process. So when we deliver in three months, we look like superstars. Mm -hmm. Now, I will just say I just gave away one of our secrets. As a retailer, especially being as small and spe as specific as we are, we have limited control and we have limited power versus a big box retailer that does $10 million a month with a particular vendor. If a vendor is going to decide whose gear is leaving sooner, we are not the ones that are top on the list. And we understand that. I try very hard to make sure that 
the expectation level is acceptable. So if we come in sooner, it's better for everybody. But that's always a challenge because we just don't have that control. It's you can't control what the vendors are go what your vendors are going to do. You no. can't control what they forgot to put on the truck. You can't control what the UPS driver didn't deliver today and decided the two day shipping he's going to push it back to Monday because he has to get home to his kid's birthday. Well, I'm going to give kudos to our fantastic UPS driver Keith Barber. Like that guy is a. It's been a long time since I've had a UPS driver that actually cares and works as hard as he does. Keith, you may or may not be listening to this, but I hope you do, but man, you are you are a giant among chocolate men in UPS outfits because what can Brown do for you? Oh my god. Keith lives it. With that in mind, I the reason you're listening to this podcast is because the title resonates at some level with you and I hope that we've enabled a little bit of information. What are you turning around? Idea. Is that the helmet that does the whole expansion thing? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I've seen that. Okay. I was going to say, we could do a, we could ask, uh, is it, is it uh, Shindogu or is it uh, Undiscovered Genius? Okay. So what Dalton just did, Dalton just showed me this helmet that I've seen before in concept and it's, if memory serves, it is a paper helmet that f is much like a pop-up book and becomes a helmet. But it, it actually has some crashable characteristics to it and is supposedly ANSI safe, which is a helmet safety standard. And unfolds like a dollar store Thanksgiving turkey centerpiece. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it looks like when you like open it's it like pops a open. cardboard bird Blink. and you open up the feathers and it's this big. I mean, technically paper has collapsible factors and collapsible properties to it, hence cardboard. I don't know that I would trust my head to it. It's definitely a, a single use. Yeah. Well, technically all polystyrene helmets are single use. Okay. So let, let, let's, call, let's call a spade a spade on that one. So for those that are riders that might be listening, cyclists that might be listening to this or drummers or people that don't know, your, your bicycle helmet that you buy at $39 to $300 is technically a single use helmet. It is designed to absorb the impact, collapse microscopically, and fail at, at its primary level to prevent you from getting a concussion or a cracked skull. So if you wonder, hey, I fell down in my helmet, should I ride again with it? The answer is absolutely not. Most helmets have a crash replacement program and that's to save your life. So when you look at a helmet for $39 or $200, ask yourself, how much is your head worth to yourself and your family? And you might have a better appreciation as to which helmet you should buy. Uh, I grew up in the cycling industry in the 80s when helmets were questionable at best. You had either the Cinelli hairnet, which I will let you look up, which was janky and questionable, or you had these cumbersome, gigantic helmets that were extraordinarily hot, not aerodynamic at all, very uncomfortable, and were bulbous at best. Today, you have helmets that will literally wick the air off of your head and cool you better than without riding with one. They are lighter than your basic baseball cap. They fit better, they look better, and they will absolutely protect your head. But they are single use, much like Dalton's paper accordion hat that's a turkey centerpiece. They are designed to be used once. So there's my public safety announcement for make sure if you're riding a bike, you buy a helmet 
that is worthy of how you value yourself and what you contribute to your family. That was fair. I, I think it was. No, I saw that. And as I was looking at it, I was thinking, yeah, that might actually work. Technically, it will work. Cardboard, paper, and cardboard are collapsible. They it do compress. Just, it just has to absorb the impact the one time. Yep. Well, it. unless it's grinding at 60 miles an hour because somebody fell off on their road bike. Okay. In a canyon. Man, if you are wearing a paper helmet doing 60 miles an hour on a road bike, nothing. you're not going to listen to anything I have to say. <laughs> That's a fair statement. It'd be really light. I don't know how well ventilated it would be. I, I, it's all holes. Well, so we'll, we'll include the link to that yeah. as well. But I believe that we're close to the hour mark on this one, maybe a little bit more. And uh, I think this is a great place to stop with the introductory episode of Too Stupid to Know That I Can't. And we look forward to having you listen again very soon. I'm Roger. This is Dalton. And uh, thanks for your time. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. There's a light that shines off in the distance. We may never know of its name. Where wealth is not measured in substance. And pleasure's not writhing in pain. Your promises led me to ruin Your kiss foretold of my grave And I'll gladly embrace the destruction And drink the remains of the days And as you go to sleep tonight There's no need for a guiding light I've got the whole world left to roam And I'm not coming home